Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to My Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And Doug, what's the weirdest thing a co-worker's ever showed you? Well, I'm really glad you asked that. So when I used to work at the hotel, I worked with a crazy cast of characters. And one night when I was leaving after my shift was over, it was about 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, and I was walking out and the third shift guy had come on and he uh, was on the company computer in the back office. And he pointed to a screen which depicted a penis going into an anus. And he goes, hey, Doug, what do you think about that? Just very casual conversation as someone's leaving work. And I looked at it and I looked back at him and I was like, yeah, that's a dick going into a butt. Uh don't do it. Don't want it. To, don't want it done to me. But that's where I stand. Don't care if you do that. But I'm not interested. And I'm like, have a good night. Tip my hat, and I, I left. I, the thing I love about the interaction, and for to preface it, we talked about we were laughing our asses off about this right before rolling, and I needed to bring this up again. But it's just so it's so nonchalant and direct. Hey, Doug, before you go, real quick, let me just get your thoughts on this. What do you think about this? Yeah. Just, it's like, I don't, what do you want me to say? This ain't a Rorschach painting, man. I, like, this is pretty this direct. Is, this is pretty direct, and I don't quite know what the angle is yeah. here. I mean, yeah. Listen, the okay. sexual harassment that went around that hotel was legendary, <laughs> and uh, <coughs> oh, that was definitely a moment where I'm like, huh, well, huh. I'm out. Adios, you know? <laughs> just if grateful in that more, moment I wasn't a female, because I'm like... Just being like, hey, what do you yep. think about this? As a man, I'm like, yeah, I'm not into that. Have a good one. And I just walked out. And I, didn't one, yeah. I didn't fear for anything when I left. I just left. Just, what are you, 6'4"? About 6'3". 6'3", three. Six, three, yeah. 6'3", at the time, you were probably... Two, probably 260, 270. 260, 270, yeah. yeah. So you, you were in a position where you felt comfortable to go, yep, that's anal sex. See ya. Yep. But again, if you... If you were not the towering figure of of human that you are, it could have been a very different story. That's uh, it's, yeah. it's that's quite uncomfortable. And if you cared more about that job or about you know mm-hmm. <laughs> anything there, easily could have gone to HR. But I right. could just see you going. You know what? I don't have time for any of this. This is yeah. no thank you. No thank you to all of it. I was just like, how does that work? And he goes, well, you got to get your dick out. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then you know when you're done, it's like. You know what I mean? Yep. You know it all makes sense. And you're like, and you're like, do you do that? And he's like, yeah, but you know, I put my dick in worse. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but what about your balls? And he goes, and then I remembered I had included balls in the service. It's like nice, you know. That's right. Then you just, you know, you called up Seth and you just said, oh, "Fuck me, slutty." Because he was really like, you know, it. what's weird? I'm gonna come. You know, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, because that prefacing that, I'm showing some signs of being fucking wet. And then we all celebrated. <laughs> I. Is he the best or the worst intro we've ever done? <laughs> hey, we got right into it. People don't like small talk. They want you to get right down to business. Like, hey, what do you think of this? You know, this dick going in this butt, you know? And all I can say is... Nice cock. 
We did it. Fantastic. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> Just wanted to do that one. I haven't done that one in a while, so, you know. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> good one's falling behind, so. <laughs> I, don't, I want the statistics. When I pull my uh, quarterly report for my usage of my soundboard, I want them to all equally uh be represented yeah you can tell like yeah. you probably just see the the curves of when like hey i got a new sound bite you know and i use it a lot and then right? i forget about it you know because it's further down the list so you know oh man there's some that i have not pulled out in a very very long time on yeah here. i know it's- I've, I've eased up off the soundboard since you've uh since you found <laughs> since you <laughs> found yours i'm pretty heavy-handed on it and you know what that's okay that's who i am and i'm all right <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right about it. I'm, I'm heavy-handed. What are you I'm do? heavy-handed, but I don't give a shit. I'm fine, you know? <laughs> I'm like Bing Cosby with his kids. I'm heavy-handed, you know? No? Nobody? Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> See, what you got to do is beat him with the sack of sweet Valencia oranges. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't leave, it doesn't leave a mark, but it still show you who's boss. <laughs> Uh, speaking of families, uh, I'm spending family time with my kid uh, because there's a new homework thing going on that has mm-hmm. some of the parents all pissed off. And it's because the homework is whatever you want it to be. Let me explain. So uh, in the previous year with Natalie, uh, she would get assigned a very specific thing like, hey, here's the math workbook. Do these pages. Also, there's a spelling test at the end of the week. Make sure you memorize the words. We're going to do the spelling test. And every week it was the same thing. We do the prescribed things. She goes in. We get them done. Bada bang, bada boom. Well, now, in this new year, it's different. She gets sent home a sheet that has like Monday through Sunday. And in one column it says reading. And the other column it says math. And they're blank. And it's like, you got to fill in what they're doing. Every night they have to spend 10 to 15 minutes reading. In 10 to 15 minutes of math. And whatever that is, is up to you. And some parents are like, hey, tell me what to do. You I don't, don't want make- to think. I don't want to make this shit up. Tell me <laughs> what I'm supposed to do. Right. And what I like about it is the design is that the child and the parent, mostly the child gets to decide, hey, what do you want to do to practice math? What do you want to do to practice reading? Reading's no problem with Natalie. She reads every goddamn day. So that's like a given. It's like done. She's going to get that done. With math, it's like, well, what can we do? Now, she has like a take-home math workbook. She can do, you know, stuff like that. So we're going to do some of that. But the teacher mentioned, hey, you know, you can do things like play board games. And that counts. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm sorry, what? Really now? I'm like, Really? (laughs) It's something I can play board games and that counts as doing homework. Okay. You have my attention. Tell me more. I understand that this just can't be, you know, the zombies board game. Like, I understand that. Like, this has to have, this has to have zombies. Yeah, it's true. You know, whatever. Um, You know, but I'm like, there's, there's, there could be something that's more, you know, beneficial. So I dug out an old classic. I dug out Monopoly. Battleships. Sorry. What? That also a classic i dug out monopoly and i was like this game used to be my shit this was a game i played relentlessly growing up and in my high school years my college years my post-college years i was like monopoly is my shit fucking loved it you know i had no idea that you were that into monopoly loved it i I, that's because i I can't remember the last time i don't know for a fact if i were in a court of law i could not with conviction, say that I've ever actually played a full game of Monopoly or even a partial game. Not even a full game. 
I no, I don't think I've ever finished. Like, Did it end in bloodshed? Is that why? It might have. Yeah, yeah. I might have just gotten bored as shit. And That's walked also away. yeah, because the thing is, like, I had Monopoly as a Nintendo game, the original Nintendo, and I played that shit relentlessly because you could play with computer players because you know my parents didn't want to fucking play games with me, so you know. I had, uh, I had to do that, and I had a lot of fun doing it, and I understood, you know, I learned the game, which is not that hard to learn, but, you know, so I was like, I'm going to dig this out with Nally, because this will be great, because she gets to, like, count money, uh, it's really great with the denominations, she lands, on, you roll the dice, how many is that, you land on something, you want to buy it, how much does that cost, 160, great, how do you make 160 based on what you have, mm-hmm. oh, I landed on your space, how much do I owe you in rent, $22, great, here we go, bada bing, bada boom, you know, oh, now that you, you know, now that you have a house, how much is it now? And, you know, all that sort of stuff that changing hands and stuff like that. And Natalie had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, okay. I'll say this. I'll be generous and say that she kicked my ass. But there's a caveat to that. <laughs> there's a caveat to that, uh, which right. is which is what I'm going to get to, which is the thesis of of my statement of, of all of this sort of uh, front loading. This this context is that Monopoly is a bad game. It's a bad Ooh, game. Hot take. Hot take. Not a hot take. Not a hot take. It's a bad game. Um, and and I, before I talk about why it's a bad game, um, I also want to just state that this game was released in 1935. So, jeez, okay. Let's give it a little bit of grace that this game in 1935, 88 years ago, um, you know, probably not the most inventive game design based on some cool stuff that we have nowadays where there's a giant market for board games, video games, and all sorts of shit. There's very inventive things. So for 1935, good job. You did it, you know, as far as how things go. But this day and age, with the the plethora of amazing games that are out there, this game sucks balls. It sucks balls to the nth degree. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm not saying anything people don't already know. If you've played Monopoly, you know what what this is. You've probably... Better people have explained this better to me. But I did have fun. I played this with Natalie twice now. I did have fun the first time because it was just fun watching her, like, experiencing it and whatever. And, you know, she was getting money and you know buying stuff and she thought it was really cool and ultimately she beat me i was just like well that's the way it goes she goes how did i beat you i was like because i don't have any fucking money left that's why and i flipped <laughs> and the table verbatim, over that was yeah i flipped the table over and i fired in her face and then that's what it was um the second time i had probably the worst start of any game of monopoly i've ever had the worst 10 turns i went to jail three times and i landed on like trump the, yeah exactly <laughs> I landed on the same piece that I owned three times. And so as Nally was just circling around the board, picking up properties, I had three properties. And I was like, in a two-person game, I'm like, I'm fucked. There's no way. (laughs) There's no way it's going to work. Yeah. We ultimately ended the game in a draw. I was gaining momentum again. It was happening. Like, I had better monopolies than her. Yeah. Um. And I was like, I was kind of gaining momentum, but it got to the point where we're like, we just need to end this game because that is... our eight... It's exactly, because that's the flaw. That's one of the, the main flaw of Monopoly is that it requires no skill. Absolutely okay. not. It's okay. all about you roll the dice, you land on something, you decide whether or not you're going to buy it, or you're paying out money. The only strategy that's involved is like, should I buy houses now, or should I wait? That is the extent, or possibly <clears throat> if you have to do a trade with people and be like, I'll trade you this for that, or whatever. Which, in a two-player game, didn't really need to happen. I was like, I'm not even going to bother because I will wipe the floor with Natalie on this. I will sell her shitty monopolies to get the good ones. 
I will I will just rob her blind, and I I refuse to do that to her yet. So, I was gonna say this is what a lesson in shitty sales tactics, though. Right? Oh yeah, it's like I'm gonna anchor here's high. To, you know, here's how I'm to gonna, protect yourself, Nat. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna take you through the ringer, so you don't have to go to the goddamn Honda dealership and get bent over the table for five hours, right? Like your old man did. <laughs> um. But yeah, so, so wait. The, so you're saying Monopoly is not a sport then? It's not a sport. Absolutely okay. not. Just anyone, double checking. Anyone who wants to say Monopoly is <laughs> a sport can come kiss these knuckles because uh, <laughs> it ain't true. Uh, yeah, Monopoly requires absolutely no skill. And part of the one of the main flaws of Monopoly is there's a tipping point where it starts getting extra fun for the person who's going to win, and it sucks for everybody else. <clears throat> sure. Because there's a point where as the winner, people are landing on your stuff and you're like, yes, give me your money. Give me your money. And the people that are landing on your spaces are like, fuck, I'm running out of money. And at some point, they're going to be out of the game and they have to watch other people play as right. one person slowly gets all the money. And honestly, this game is probably just like a sociopolitical you know, criticism of capitalism at the end well, of the day, because, you know. I, I had to double check it. 1929 and 1939 was when the Great Depression was, and this came out in 35. So I have to assume that, that you know, not a coincidence. Yeah, because the whole idea is to teach you, it's like, it sucks when one person has everything. It's not fun, is it? Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it? You is know? it, peasants? Yeah. Um, so it's it's so it's 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 a flawed game that I used to love, and I think it was the first. I was going through some sort of article, it may have been cracked back in the day, and they're like, "Here's games that are better than Monopoly," or some some sort of list. It's like, "Here's Monopoly. Here's a better alternative to it." And then someone su- it suggested Sellers of Catan, and I bought that game. I played Solid. it, and I was like, "This is infinitely better than Monopoly because there's multiple ways to win. It actually requires significant strategy. There's a little bit of luck involved because you roll the dice to see like." You know what squares are activated to get resources, but you have to trade. You right. have to. It's inevitable. You have to trade with other players. Like I said, there's multiple ways to win, and it's very, very engaging and very, very fun. And I was like, oh, and I, I thought about that. I was like, oh, Natalie, maybe it's time to because we played Catan Junior, but I was like, it might be time to bust out like Big Kid Catan. And she's like, oh, what's that? I'm like, that's like big time. That's big time, like learning this game. It doesn't have as much math. It has some. You know, you gotta know yeah. how much you're gonna buy to do what. So there, there is some of that, and there's more strategy. So that will eventually, I think, be what I'm gonna work her towards. But last night, I was like, I want to play a game with her, but I was like, I don't want to do Monopoly again because also Monopoly takes forever to fucking set up, and it's a huge pain in the ass, and it just takes forever, and it's not fun. So I got out Machikoro, which is a fantastic game that also requires um, math and dice rolling. And the idea is that you are um, essentially like an owner of a town and you're trying to make it um, a tourist attraction. And you do this by buying different things, like different cards. Like you can buy a farm, you can buy a ranch, you can buy a bakery, you can buy a cafe. And each one of them has a number associated with a die. And when the die is rolled, it will activate depending on whether it's your turn or someone else's turn. So some cards will activate. If anyone rolls a one and you have a one card, everyone gets to reap the rewards of that. If it's a green card, that only activates on your turn, but generally it pays out really well. And then there's the red cards, where if someone else rolls that, you get to steal from them. So 
There's strategy involved with what do you buy and when. In fact, there's so much strategy that today on Joe and I's hour-long walk, we spent half of it talking about Machi Kuro strategy, which was amazing to me. So much fun. Um, and um, there's luck involved, obviously, but it also requires like you got to buy something. Or are you going to save? And the thing I love about this game is you get lost in the sauce. Sure. It's, it's almost like gambling. And that you just want to roll the dice and see what happens. And you lose track of like, I my whole goal is to purchase and unlock these four attractions. And if you do that, you win. And I'm so lost in like, what am I going to buy next? What am I going to buy next? How can I yeah. make the most money? And then Jill's like, I win. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> I was too busy buying stuff. I wasn't I wasn't doing what I needed. Because Practical <laughs> Doug's like, well, you know, if you get something for every dice roll, every time you roll, you're going to get something. So we got to right. go and spend all that. And if you invest a lot in this, then that means you'll triple whenever that's rolled. And then that will actually get this other card that will actually uh, quadruple your investment. If you can, And I'm just like not looking at the money that I could just be saving. And using to unlock shit it's yeah. it's so much fun it's such a good time we had a really great time paying, playing for that so i love the fact that you are you found a way to integrate some one of your true loves in life into your daughter's homework that is yes. <clears throat> that's next level unlocking you know unlocking the keys to a good life that's next level right there that's that's you know i, I joked with jill i go you know you realize we could play machi kori every night for the rest of the school year, and Natalie would technically be uh, completing her math homework. Yeah. She's like, I'm not playing Machikoro every night. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. I go, and besides, that's not reinforcing some of the specific math skills that she is learning in class. Sure. But technically speaking, based on the assignment parameters, <laughs> she is completing her homework. And I can't <clears throat> wait for the teacher to be like, what's this Machikoro you keep writing in the math column? I'm going to be like... Oh, so you do have to log what it is that you do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's these columns on the sheet and we have to write what we're doing. And, you know, technically we just can't put she read like we're supposed to put like right. the, the, the titles of the things that she read and things like that. She math. Yeah, she math. But I'm like, I want to have I actually want Mrs. Roof to say, hey, what uh, what's this Machi Koro? I'd be like, you know what? Oh, let me tell you, you find three of your best students. And I'll come by for a special session and I will teach. I'll show you what Machikoro is. I'll buy I'll buy an edition for the class. How about that? I'll buy it. I will donate it to the class for you. Yeah. Because I care. Because <laughs> I'm a good dad. I'm a good dad. I won't get you Monopoly, but I will get you Machikoro or, or Catan Jr. How about that? Would you like that? I'll do that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, again, I, I, yeah. I, I really want to, you know, it's too easy to look at this game and be like, man, Monopoly sucks. I'm like, dude, it's almost 90 years old. Like, give it some yeah. credit. It survived 90 years. It's a classic for a reason. It, it's just, yeah, it's like playing an old Nintendo game that you used to love. You'd be like, ah, this is flawed now compared to what I've played, you know? <laughs> I just, I feel like, like with, uh, with Monopoly, similar, I, I, like with Life, the game Life too, it's uh, just, it's, yeah. I, in, in any <clears throat> any of the simulator games that you uh, you play, the, the Farmville type games, yeah. you've got a civilizations or whatever that one game. What? Well, oh yeah. I'm like I'm just I I I live. I don't need to pay taxes in a game. You know I don't like. Why do I want to do this on my free time when I'm trying to disconnect from what I'm doing? The same things over here. I just it doesn't. I don't know. That doesn't seem fun to me. I don't understand those. I don't understand the draw of the games that simulate 
real world things and not real world things to an nth degree, but like literal, like I'm buying property and charging rent. Like that sounds so fucking boring to me. Don't you want to do that in real life, Justin? What's that? Don't you want to do, don't you want to break it out of the matrix and hustle and be a top G, you know, and, and just get that bag and, you know, would I Just, like to own Boardwalk? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Honestly, I wouldn't. Practical Doug's like, God, the maintenance of that would be a nightmare. You know? It would yeah, be an absolute nightmare. if you nightmare. own it, odds are you got money to pay for maintenance. Ugh. You're doing just fine. Ugh. Well, that's the thing is, like, I end up getting that <laughs> Monopoly, and the second game we played, I'm like, I don't want this fucking Monopoly. This Monopoly's overrated. The only good thing about this Monopoly is there's a card that forces someone to go there. And if you have it built up and someone is forced to go there, you can bring in the bank. You know, like that's where it works. That's a, but I'm like, it's, it's fucking $400 for boardwalk. It's $350 for park place. And that's $200 per house to put on there. Now, granted, if you can get all the way up to a hotel, if someone lands on boardwalk, it's two grand. That's going to bust someone's asshole wide open. Jesus. It's game over for that sort of situation. But it's also only hotel prices. It's only two squares. Yeah. Whereas you could get the green properties, Pennsylvania Avenue, North Carolina Avenue, Pacific Avenue. Those are three that have similar costs to buy hotels. It increases the stats of someone landing on them dramatically, and you're still going to do well. Let me ask you a question. Can you buy the jail? No, you can't. You know what? That's why this game is not realistic. Thank because you. Because the jail should be privatized. And free parking, give me a fucking break. Right, free parking square. Get the fuck square, out of here. The fuck out of here. Where do what you do live? Doing? Yeah, Not in right. Chicago, that's for sure. We live in the sticks. This ain't this. You ain't living in this fictitious town. I'll tell you that much. There ain't free parking. Bullshit. Because <laughs> that free parking is no. getting turned into a goddamn condominium. I'll tell you that much. Because the free city parking sold to a privatized company that's gonna fucking charge you out the ass. Goddamn right. It should be. It's just it should be called parking. <laughs> and every time you go by, you have to pay a fee whenever you land on it. I will say this. One of my favorite moments is in the second game, Natalie landed on luxury tax like three times. Yeah. And she'd be counting. And then as she gets to it, she would slowly stop. And she'd be like, <laughs> and finally she goes, I hate taxes. <laughs> I'm like, they're part of life. Get used Thank to you. it. Get uh, used to it. She's learning early. <laughs> when she lands on income tax, I'm like, listen, just pay the 200 bucks. Just do it. Don't don't calculate the 10%. Like, just pay 200 bucks, you know? <laughs> But pay it. Don't don't make um, you know who's yeah, the IRS no. in the game. Me. Yeah. Don't make uh, don't make Doug come after you. Yeah, I'll come after you. Do you yeah. play? No, I guess you wouldn't know because you don't play it that much. There's a nope. modification we play the game where anything that makes you the game takes the money away from you. We put it in the middle, and then when you land on free parking, you get to take that money. Oh, like a pot, like the kitty. Put it in the kitty. Yeah, nice. it's uh, it, 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 it it's it's game breaking at times. Because yeah. if no one lands on free parking for a while and all of a sudden there's, I don't know, $800. Sure. And someone lands on it and it's like, that's a huge, huge deal. <laughs> so my, my, uh, I would love to make addendums to this game. Like, mm-hmm. like trying to avoid income tax. Ooh. Like, like putting, somehow making some mechanics in the game where you can try to avoid it. But the longer you do it, the more susceptible you are to penalties or some, like, but but if you really are good or you roll just right, you can sometimes eke through the entire game without having to pay income tax. Because some people, some people, you know, they bust the system. I've so, known, I've know. heard stories of some players who get super complicated 
some lands in their property. They're like, listen, you don't have to pay now, but you just have to pay me interest. And they basically make it so that like there's a continual yeah. like inflow of like interest or like they're like you have to pay this time, but I'll 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 I'll, I'll lay it off on you right now. Defer, but yeah. the next time you come back, if you land on it again, you're gonna have to pay. You have to pay you know whatever plus interest. And they <laughs> also I've seen someone I make like a version this. of the game instead of Monopoly. It's called Communism, and <laughs> it plays by communist rules, and it's hilarious. It's like you land on a square. It's like you give your money to every other player or something like that. You know, it's like very people are like, I don't like this game. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> the government takes your properties, you know, like it's very interesting. So it's very, very funny. So that's funny. The long story short, Monopoly, great for math skills, not fun game. Get Machikoro instead. Good. That's the there you go. That's this podcast know. brought to you by Machikoro. Machikoro. Cha 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 cha. You know. You and that is the tagline for the game. It is. All right. Yep. Justin, let's talk about diarrhea. You know? Because you, I feel you know like... what? Yes. <laughs> I was like, that, yeah, that's where it starts. And it gets that's worse. That's the precursor. And then it that's, just goes to... That happens. That happens and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> you and clench then, and you're like, gotta go, gotta yeah. go, gotta go, gotta go. Uh, gang, there's not many stories that were tailor-made for MindGap Podcast. <laughs> but this one, I heard it multiple times on multiple outlets, and I'm like, we're just going to file this one away for next week, and we're going to talk about it, because this one is definitely right up our alley. Uh, the headline here is... It's, Delta right, it's, right, it's right up our aisle. <laughs> it's right up our aisle. Delta Flight returns after passenger has diarrhea, quote, all the way through the plane. <laughs> now that, the headline alone... Paints a picture, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so when I first heard about this, well, for, let's let's g- give you some more details here. Passengers reboard flight to Spain after eight-hour delay, while social media posts describe flight crew mopping up mess. So, and I thought I thought Spirit Airlines was shitty. Oh fuck you! Hold on. God damn it! I got you. My whole, you know what? I, fuck technology. Keep going, <laughs> God damn it. Um, so this is this is sort of the the story. Um, so this flight is leaving from I don't know East Coast somewhere, and they're flying to Spain. It's an eight hour flight. Two hours in, someone has. The worst diarrhea, explosive diarrhea attack you can imagine. And two hours in, they have to turn around. It's so bad. They're like, we have to turn around and go back. (laughs) They had to turn the flight around, fly back two more hours to then land at the airport, get everyone off. And then they spend eight hours scrubbing this place down. They rip out the carpet, Mm -hmm. apply new carpet. And then take off the following day. <laughs> Reboard and take Reboard off. and take off and go to Spain. So <laughs> let's just stop there. Let's pause there for a minute. Yeah. Justin, mm-hmm. if you were a passenger on that plane, what do you think your reaction would be? <laughs> so 
having the gift of some separation <laughs> from it right now. Like I, I feel nothing but empathy and, and, and like, I feel so bad for the person that this happened to like, and mm. I would, I would hope that in the moment I would realize like this wasn't someone who was being an absolute jackass and like, you know, like this wasn't anyone's fault. This was something that happened, very unfortunate, and this person probably feels god-awful about themselves, they're embarrassed, this and that. In reality, I I would probably be silently fuming. I'd just be like, this is fucking bullshit. I can't believe we got a fucking eight-hour flight. I think this is honestly, when you hear, when you hear the phrase God's wrath, I don't know if we can really put like an experience, yeah. a smell behind it but i would yeah. imagine this is just a little taste of god's wrath is what this is what this is um uh, yeah I, I i like to think that i would i hope i hope that my humanity would come through because again reading it i feel bad for this person being in it i definitely feel like i would have probably felt frustration what about you i think that's fair um practical doug would just be doing the math on everything and be yeah, like yeah. And be like i can make it six hours you know Let's just yep. get, let's just get let's just get there. Let's just get there. Yeah. Let's just get there. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> let's just get there. Let's just come on, man. We don't need to turn around yeah. because that's we were two hours in. We're gonna do two hours back. That's four hours that we haven't got anywhere. Like, let's just add another two and just go all the way there. Um, but I, I let's also just probably describe what happened. So see, when I originally heard this, I thought someone was just in their seat. And uh-huh. they unleashed, you know, they couldn't get out in time and they just sat in their chair and they just uh, unloaded diarrhea in the chair. That's not that's not apparently what happened. Uh, there was a, a video that I'm not going to play. <laughs> I don't No one needs yeah. to see that. Uh, we can describe it for you. Yeah, you watched essentially it. Yeah. what 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 you see in the video is like flight crew is like showing like what's there in the plane and there's essentially what appears to me based on i'm a detective a forensic you know poop splatter expert um for what i can tell is someone was trying their hardest to get to the toilet they were going through the aisle and then mm-hmm. their bowels are like you know there was nope. hold hodor you know play hold the door and he was right. doing his best best he's like hold the door hold the door and then you know they busted through and there was just this trail of brown liquid all along the carpet and they i I mean this poor fucker like i mean i've had diarrhea and then i've looked in the toilet and been like man i can't tell how much liquid i added to this toilet versus how much was there you know, and then you look yeah. at this footage, you're like, that's a lot of liquid that comes out <clears> of your body. Like there was a lot and there was a trail of it. And like, th- this person needs needs to get rehydrated. Yeah, they need an IV drip so much. Yeah. And God bless the flight attendants. They had tried to put stuff to cover it up. They tried to wipe it up. They tried to yeah. put air fresher on it. But Which <laughs> the best part is. <laughs> talk about one passenger said it had the effect of making the plane quote smell of vanilla shit <laughs> there's no covering up a diarrhea that's, just, that's sitting on the carpet no. there's there's no do we get it guys do we, we get it everyone take a deep breath and let us know if it's still there just let it work it's magic okay <laughs> just let it 
It's it's activating. It's attacking the bacteria in the air. I've seen the animations. It's getting right. it in the bubbles. It's capturing it's breaking it. down the enzymes. Anyone got any poop? Poop.com? Anyone got poop? Get get us the CEO of poop. What was his name? Dane uh, Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> Give me the comma guy, you know? Uh, so... Yeah, I, I would just imagine being on the aisle seat and watching this person come by you and then just seeing like the brown liquid coming out and being like, wait a minute. Because there's those times in your life where you just happen to be looking out a window and you happen to see a seagull get hit by a bus or something. You're like, "What? wait, did I just... What? what? You know, did I just see that? Did... I mean, cause you're trying to like go and look, it's yeah. like, it's happened. You're driving on the highway. It's gone. It. You, you, yeah. it, it happened. You witnessed it, but then there's no going back to verify if it happened. You're like, I, right. I just saw a seagull and it's life with a bus, you know, it's over. It's a puff of feathers. It's gone. So you're just sitting there watching, you know, you're kind of like sitting there, you got your headphones on, you're watching your stuff on your tablet. You just have to oh. look up and someone in front of you, all of a sudden their pants are just like leaking brown. And you're like, wait, what? You kind of look back down. You're like, wait, yeah. hold on. What? Well, and then you just it, see it going, and then like the smell hits you, and you're like, "Ah, oh, it is real." <laughs> well, that's the thing I think that would be because, like, so Abby got sprayed by a skunk over the weekend. Oh and, no! And uh, we had so when it happened, I I opened the door, and uh, you know we, she ran out, and I didn't know what was going on. Finally, I saw her squaring off on this thing, and I saw the big tail puffed up, and I was like, "Abby!" I screamed at her, and she's. So fucking good with listening. She came right. If it was Benny, game over. I had to throw myself in the pile. But Abby came right over and I was like, I don't smell anything. Did we, is there a possibility that it didn't spray and we, we dodged this bullet? And then I saw her kind of like start shaking her head and then the smell Uh. wafted in. I'm like, oh, it's a late hit. It's a late hit. It smells so bad. I have to assume (laughs) something similar on the plane where you see this happen and you're like, what? What is? Are they spilling the coffee? Oh, <laughs> that's not coffee. That's not coffee. I have to assume that just that late wave. You're like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. just the and and I've been in that person's shoes before, not fully. You shit yourself on the plane, Doug? I have not, oh, but I've come okay. close. I've had some poop attacks where, when I was younger, I used to have the mantra, "I'm in control of my body." And that would like keep the poop at bay. I was like, no, 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 no. I would mentally tell my body, hey, 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 I'm in charge. This poop does not control me. I was like, I control this. Settle down. And my body would react accordingly. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, hey, 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 stop it. My body's like, "Mm, you've got two minutes. And I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. What do you mean? It's like, "Mm, I'm, I'm gonna give you two minutes. And I'm right. like, are you serious? It's like really fucking serious. In one minute, I'm going to let you know how serious I am. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I got to get home. <laughs> I got to get home now. It's like, yeah, you better get home. And just so you know, when you can see your house, I'm going to go ahead and start the process because I know you're almost there. Right. I'm like, don't do that. It's like, no, I know you're close enough. I know how much time we have. I'm going to start the process. I see my house. My body's like, okay. I'm like, no, no. It's like, you got a minute. I'm like, fuck. But if I run, that's going to expedite this process. It's going to, I can't. So I'm just like walking really fast. I come in just like, 
you know, just run to the bathroom. And I just like, I'm trying to put my pants down. But I was like, and let him loose. I'm like, I'm not down yet. You know, and then you get down and you're like, Jeh. <sighs> my body goes, you're not in control of us. Not anymore. Hey. I'm a, Look I'm an adult now. Mm-hmm. I'm the captain now. Yeah. Hey, you remember when I was your kid? Yeah, I'm not. I'm a peer now. I'm an adult. You don't get to tell me what to do. You're negotiating I'll, as you're as you pull up. You're like, can I run? <laughs> butthole goes. You can try. Yeah, you can certainly try. Sure. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Roll the dice, my friend. Ooh, Roll that's a natural one. Second. Mm. It's a natural one. You just shit everywhere. Uh, no, I empathize <laughs> with this person because there was one time I was coming home. Um, I was in the city and I was about two blocks away from my from my apartment and I just got hit with a wave in my stomach that was unbearably painful it hurt so bad and i was like i can do this i was like i'm in control of my body and my body's like i don't know man like i don't think you're gonna make it and i literally was like almost paralyzed as i was walking i was like it was hurt so bad i felt like it was just gonna come busting out of my body like a reverse alien or something like that just instead of my chest it's coming out of my ass yeah and i literally was like my brain goes we have to take care of this now and i look to my left i'm like well there's a parking garage there's a dark spot in the corner. I, I'm gonna go, and I turn to go, and then a door to the apartment building behind me opens up, and four women come out, and I immediately just get back on track. Adrenaline hits my body, and my my body tightens up, seizes like, up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was they, very likely, just if they didn't come out of there, I would have just gone into the parking garage and shit in a corner in the so dark, dark corner. So you would have 100% made that happen. I was going to. My body's like, I don't think we can make it the rest of this half block. I don't think we can do it because I was doing the math. I was like, I got to put the key in the door. Yeah. I got to get the door open and then I got to walk through the lobby. I have to wait for the elevator. If the elevator's not there on the first floor, I got to wait longer. I get in the elevator. I got to go up to floor four. I got to get out of the elevator. I got to walk to my door, put my key in that door. Then I got to see if I can make it to the bathroom in time. Yeah. And I was like, just doing the math. I was like, I don't know if I can get all of those steps done. You know, <laughs> I don't so, think I'm. Luckily, I don't think that I've ever run into that in that like in in that worrisome of a capacity. Like I typically I I feel it coming on long enough to to rectify the situation. Sounds like you aren't the kind of guy that eats a quad burger when they're early 30s, (laughs) you know, (laughs) just saying. Yeah, someone who doesn't eat, I don't know, four servings of mac and cheese in one sitting, you know. (laughs) Who doesn't eat one pound of a steak and nothing oh, else oh, with some mashed Doug. potatoes, you know, in one <laughs> sitting and then drinks, I don't know, a liter of cola, you know, well, like, let me just, ask you this. Why? Why did the four women coming out stop you, though? Because odds are that you would have gone in. It was a parking garage. Could have just been you were going to your car. They would have kept walking. They weren't going into the garage, right? They were witnesses, Justin. But if they, someone if someone was like, hey, who's shitting this? They're like, well, I saw some guy go in there last because then I was also like, my brain was like, I'm going to go to this parking how garage. Fast all these thoughts went through your head. I'm going in the parking garage. I'm not going to a car. I'm just going to be hanging out, waiting for them to go. That's going to look really weird as I go to the dark corner of a parking garage, probably next to a car and just hang out there. <laughs> And what if they? What if that parking garage part of their hotel, you know, their 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 apartment, and they're like, "That's my car. Why is this guy going to my car?" Like all these things <laughs> popped in my head, and I was like, "I just need to take a shit." And then I'm wasting time. I'm wasting valuable time to get to to take a shit in a in a respectable place. Sure. You know. 
So I say all this to say I have empathy for this person on the plane because I know that feeling. And to be in a place like a plane where I can't even shit in a plane because uh, I don't know if people know this, but uh, it, ladies, when you're a dude, you tuck your wee, your wiener between your legs so that when you poop, you don't, you know, you pee into the toilet, right. you know, otherwise if it's out and loose and as you, you know, cause listen, not as, as they say, not every pee pee is a poo poo, just going to go there, but every poo poo yeah. is a pee pee. So, yeah. uh, as you're pooping, you eventually will pee. And if you're, if your wee wee is out of the toilet, you will just pee in wherever it's aimed. So it's important to tuck and pee. Those bathrooms are so small for me, I can't tuck my, my pee-pee into the toilet. Brag. No. No. No, no, no. That's not good. That's not a good thing. I re- The last time I took a shit in a plane was a long time ago, and I was fucking terrified. I was like, how am I going to pull this off? Can I get, can I another, uh, another truth bomb? I've never yeah. gone to the bathroom on a plane. Not pee or anything? Never been in a bathroom on a plane. God save you, sir. God, you win. You win the award today. Congratulations, <laughs> I've Justin. Always, I've always wanted to just, I like, I, not even having to go. I'm like, I just want to go in the bathroom and see what it looks like. I've never been in, in my 40 years on this earth, I've never walked in a bathroom on a plane. Good. It is a tight, tight space. Yeah. And for a guy like me, it's a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. And sitting on that toilet that. and trying to take a shit while my dick is just out and about and trying to time it so that as soon as as soon as the the poop passes the uh i don't know the prostate or whatever it is that because you know it puts pressure so no pee comes out and then it goes you're just like you know it's 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 a dangerous game it was like trying to trying to steal uh steal a treat from a cobra you know you got to move fast sure it does you've seen that (laughs) You see that where they they got the whole they got the basket on the on the on top of the state. They're like ah, and they take it off, and the snakes, you know, moving around. You try to, you know, get something from this. There's like a little treats, but the snake you try to take it out, so it doesn't bite you. Yeah, you know what? I I retract it. You're right. You gotta be like, makes total hey, sense. Ha! You know, I like, get what you're saying. Yeah, you got, you got time it just right. I get it. Well, the snake's gonna get you, and you're gonna die. No, no, no. I hear you. I, I got it. Anything to move on. I got it. <laughs> I don't feel like you get this. <laughs> Let's spend conservatively 15 more minutes talking. Let's talk about this analogy that you just did, you know? Uh. <laughs> well, I thought I thought I did have uh, with this is that you remember a few uh, episodes back when we discussed the uh, the reconfigured flight seats? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You want to talk about the worst possible seat to be in when Whoa. this situation arises? If you're in that fart pocket seat, the one where, for those who don't remember, uh, we talked about there was a, a potential redesign for seats where they were basically lofted seats. So you're, the, the person in the back was sitting lower and diagonally behind the uh, person in the front. Their legs were under them. And then the person sitting up in the front, their butt was basically at face level. And... I'm going to tell you something right now. If you were sitting behind Mr. Diarrhea person, that would not be the good sense. Justin's referencing, 
Just as referencing episode 404, which is the double-decker seating design for airliners. Yeah. Uh, you can go check that out. Um, yeah, so you would hope to God that this person was on the lower level and not in the tupper, upper level. because yeah. You don't want the upper-decker. Yeah, you, you better hope to God that, that um, you know... You know, I made the argument that there is a there's a buffer if someone farts. You know that there's uh-huh. there's padding there. I was like, you better hope to God that that also doesn't let liquid come through. Because <laughs> yeah, yikes! Not a great um, one. I'll Not say this one. to wrap up yes. this this very mature story. Um, I what I am most proud of is that I don't know the person's name who did this, mm-hmm. um, and the internet and the people on the plane seem to be remarkably cool about it right in that um this person didn't get shamed yes undoubtedly people were frustrated that their yeah their flight to spain was delayed a significant amount of time but i think a long time ago when i first met you you said everybody takes painful shits and i think we all know that intrinsically deep down i think when that happened it was a, it was an odd unifier, kind of like it in the end of The Watchmen, you know, where the catastrophe happens <laughs> and everyone bands together as a planet. Yeah. I think that's a moment where, you know, we can find out aliens are real. That doesn't unify us, you know. But when you see someone have explosive diarrhea on a plane, we got to take a moment and be like, it really sucks to be that person. Yeah. I feel really bad for them. <clears throat> And while this is an unfortunate situation, I'm not going to be mad at them because no. that could have been me. We've all right. had those moments in our lives where we're like, that could have been me. And again, it's not like the person was doing it to be a jackass. No. Like there's a difference of someone's being disruptive on the plane. We've all seen those videos of those people who are just absolute monstrosities of human beings and they're acting a fool on a plane. This was someone who is having a very low, low moment. And the last thing they need is to be chastised. And again, we're, we're laughing about the situation, not laughing at the person at all. This is this is a, a little slice of humanity to see that everyone was just like, yeah, it, look, we got you. We're not I gonna, just told we're a 10-minute story about up. how I almost shit in a garage. Like, right. I'm identifying with this person. <laughs> yeah, I'm identifying with you. I'm, I'm, I'm empathizing because I was almost you. Right. So to whomever you are, I love you from human to human, from someone who also takes painful shits, who puts their pants one leg, you know, one yep. leg on at a time. Like, I I feel for you. I'm sorry that happened. And I'm glad that you have not been dragged through the Internet mud like so many people are. So, you know, poor, I'm sorry that happened. Of words, but yeah, it was just, it was exact choice of words. Those Actually, intentional. smart choice of words. Yeah. What so. if everyone like in a in a uh, uh, a single act of solidarity, just like everyone else is playing, <laughs> just shit themselves? It's just this beautiful cinematic moment where it happens, and that person is just like dejected. They go, the, the person crying. stands up and they go, "Oh, captain, my captain." It's very much like it's slow motion, and the person's just like right. crying as it's happening, and then you see a hand come on their shoulder. Oh wait, no, not that one. Sorry, that's that's very. That's very Sorry. intense. <laughs> yes. They're just like... No! And they're crying. They're thinking about their parents. All of the work. 
people laughing at him, and then there's just a hand on their shoulder. Right. And they turn, and they see another guy who just nods, and then they close their eyes, they grimace, and then they start shitting their pants. And then a woman comes up, puts her hand over her heart, nods, right. and then she just shits her pants, and then everyone just stands up and just starts shitting. I'm just, I'm telling you, that would have been, that would have been this, that would have been. The fly pants are movie. like, no! And it ends with like all of them standing outside of the plane and it's just on fire. <laughs> and they yeah, look at each other going, I did not see that one coming. They're like, probably a good thing. I don't was, think anyone's yeah. gonna I don't think anyone's gonna want to ride in that again. That's probably uh, So we keep this amongst ourselves? Yeah. All right. Oh, green. Cool. Oh, green? All right, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the one guy started was like, Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> and that <laughs> And and then it's a it's a freeze frame and it's just a voiceover and that's how I met my best friends. <laughs> I love it. And that's how I met my best friends. And that's how I met my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Kids, let me tell you about how I met your mother. <laughs> so hearing about that and talking about yeah. how people didn't blow up, you know, it, let's face it, it was a guy. If it's not a guy, I'll be absolutely shocked. It was probably yeah. a guy. You know, 100%. it was you know, you just basically not. You know, picking on this guy just makes me think about, you know, these rare moments where humanity were good to each other. And I read this article on NPR um, by Suzette Loymeyer called How a Random Chat with a Stranger Can Bring Joy, Even If the Stranger is a Lizard. Because really what this is, it's about the lizard people. Conspiracy. Ah, deep state. Here we go. Here we go, baby. Um... No, but it was Linda. <laughs> Linda, come clean me up. That's, that guy shits himself and goes, that Linda, was, yep. come clean me up. Um, but with, with, it seems like it's like an ongoing series just basically about how to connect with people, how to connect with strangers, which sounds creepy whenever I say that. Um, but, um, you know, it's it's. I find this fascinating because I struggle to connect with strangers, I have some social anxiety. Um, I'm happy to perform and be an extrovert and things like that. I'll make fun of myself all day. But when it comes to like, hey, put me in a room with strangers, they're like, all right, now network. I'm like, fuck yeah. you. Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't want to do this. You, you've always shy. As long as I've known you, you've always shied away from you're, – you're very, you're very friendly and you will talk to people, but you have always shied away from – um, excess interaction with strangers. Yeah, I don't we'll like say. it. I yeah. don't like it. Uh, I've never I known like... you to be a person to be like, let's just go fucking talk to a group of people. Absolutely not. I yeah. don't like small talk. I don't like doing that. Those are very uncomfortable moments for me. And I basically had to do that for six years when I worked at the front desk at a hotel sure. where strangers would come up. I'd have to make small talk. I'd have to navigate weird, <clears> uncomfortable <throat> situations and conversations. There were definitely great ones. I met some really cool people. Um, there, but there was a lot of weirdos and yeah. there was just a lot of situations where I was forced to into conflict with people because they were being dickheads, you know? And I'm like, I don't like, I this. wonder, I wonder if it would have been different if you cut your teeth doing that somewhere else. Cause I worked for five and a half years at the container store mm -hmm. and I, I worked all over the store. I was, you know, on the floor doing sales. I was designing closets. I was up at the register. So I had a, a whole myriad of interactions with clients, customers over those years. And I, 
I mean, one or two, you know, assholes or Karens that, you know, it was the Lincoln Park container store. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you got your certain uh, uh, quality of shopper that comes through there. But by and large, most of them were fine. And I ended up really honing my skill for talking to strangers at that store. And it was not a horrible experience. I'm wondering if you didn't, if you weren't stuck behind that desk at that hotel specifically and forced into, because a hotel I feel like breeds conflict. There's just people it who, does. you know, there's just people who come in there and they're just not in a good, for whatever reason, you're on vacation, but for whatever reason, you're not in a good mood. Well, there's, a difference, there's a difference between going to a place for something you want Mm-hmm. To purchase something you want versus I'm going to a place for shelter. Sure. I'm staying here. It's part of like I, I was like we are dealing with Maslow's hierarchy of needs and we're doing with the basic level shelter. Yeah, yeah. And if someone's I was coming, dealing with acrylic earring boxes, exactly. Like people had a very specific thing, so people would show up, and when I tell them, "Hey, your room's not ready," right. And they're like, "I'm tired. I need to rest or whatever." Or God forbid, we are oversold, and I'm like. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's like, we have to walk you to another hotel. Um, or someone gets in and it's like, my room smells like smoke. And I'm like, I can't move you because we're full up. And for some reason, we have a floor of smoking rooms, which is insane right. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the support I have are people who are like, hey, you see this dick going into a butthole? What do you think about that? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I had I had a wild crew of people that were my teammates. Um, and it was just it was just an area. It was even if it was a fantastic hotel, undoubtedly, I'd be dealing with the same issue because someone would be unhappy with their stay. And when you Absolutely. can't sleep, if you're, when you mess with that stuff, people get irate. It's the same thing with food, right? People are hungry; they want to eat something, and if it's not to what they want, or they can't eat, or they don't, whatever, like they get furious mm-hmm. because that's a basic need. So I have no doubt that was part of it because also I wasn't equipped to make people happy. I had no solution. Right. It was all snake oil salesman bullshit and sort right. of like the wild shit I would pull off or try to pull off to make people just be quiet. I didn't give a shit if they were happy or not. Yeah. I gave away upgrades like you wouldn't fucking believe. <laughs> I gave them away to people to be like, you know what? <clears throat> Have a nice fucking stay. Here's a fucking suite on yeah. me. You know, adios. You know. That's the I remember, only trick you have in your bag. That's what you got. That's that's what you got. I pull would out. get so much shit from my bosses. Really? Like, why didn't? You, why are they in there? I was like, I'll tell you fucking why. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because this place sucks. <laughs> this place fucking sucks. Yeah, I'll never forget this old guy, older couple. They had to be in like their sixties, late sixties, early seventies, and this guy specifically needed a chair either for him or for his wife, because they were just like, they can't sleep in a bed for whatever reason. And they thought the room that they were getting had a chair. And I think it was for his wife. And this guy called down. He's like, I thought this room had a chair. This is where we're going to be sleeping. I'm like, I'm sorry, it doesn't. He's like, oh my God, we're staying here for four days, yada, yada, yada. And I just, I felt for this guy. Mm -hmm. I felt for him. I'm like, this poor fucking bastard. You know, I was like, he's not going to, his wife's not going to be comfortable and he's not going to be comfortable. And so I just go, sir, stand by. I'll be up in a couple minutes. And I was like, I gave him an upgrade to a room, two room suite that had a chair. I double checked it myself. I go in, I go here. I got this for you. Let me help you with your bags, which by the way, I fucking hated helping people with bags. Sure. People, people love to do it because they're like, if you help with the bags, there's a chance you're going to get a tip. I'm like, fucking go for it. 
Because the Bellman right. were union and you couldn't touch the bags. And then when they go Ooh, off duty, okay. you know, people, it's like, you know, you can self-serve. But when <clears> they went off duty, I was like, fuck, I don't want to help people with their shit. And so some people like, I'm like, yeah, go for it. Get the tip. I don't fucking want yeah. it. I don't give a shit, man. But I helped this guy with his bags. got him in there. And 30 minutes later, he comes down. He's like, Doug? I go, yeah. He goes, thank you so much. And he gave me 60 bucks. <laughs> Holy shit, man. That's fantastic. He was like, wow. he was like. He just like slapped my hand. He gave it to me. He goes, thank you. And I think what he was telling me is like, you made my life infinitely better. Thank you. And I was, cause I was like, I'm not charging you like yeah. fucking. Cause to me from human to human, it's like, I can make you comfortable for an extra 50 bucks a night. It's like, right. Why? Why? I know that's what the business is there for. It's like, it's a premium room with a view, but I'm like, I want this guy to be comfortable and happy. This right. is a situation where this person is, just can't sleep in a bed. They need to sleep in a chair, and I'm going to deny them that for fifty yeah. bucks a night. Get fucked. No way. And that that's where the 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 separation between again human to human and the corporate greed just take over. Like that's 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 where the separation is between those two. Yeah. Because the little thing like and yes, that's what the business is there for. Premium rooms come at a premium cost. Blah 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 blah. But at some point, we're all. We're all, we're all struggling through a life that's hard enough. If we can do something just to be kind to someone, yeah, and the and the business isn't going to tank because of it, then why the fuck not? There's yeah. no harm in that whatsoever. Absolutely. And I made that guy's vacation. I made his yeah. stay more comfortable in a place that's not comfortable in a hotel that's not comfortable. You know, I was happy to do blah. it. You know, and so reading some of these stories, you know, in this article, you know, there was a woman. Um, you know, that there, there's an elderly woman who was at like a Southern barbecue food truck and she was trying to figure out what the portion sizes were on the menu, if she could get it within her budget. And this woman who's telling the story just said, excuse me, ma'am, today's my birthday and my mama taught me to share gifts with someone else. So I'm going to pay for your lunch and I insist you order something delicious. And this lady was like surprised and pleased. And the woman telling the story goes, it wasn't my birthday. Mom never mentioned giving back specifically on a birthday. And I live on a small fixed income. Right. But joy is priceless. Like the idea of doing something like that is fantastic. And the idea of paying it forward and being kind. And I just, I I feel like at my age and the stuff that I've seen, I just don't trust people in general. I it's, don't trust yeah. people to be kind. I don't trust people to be on the up and up. Probably part of that's living 13 years in the city of Chicago too, where you just walk down the street and people are fucking bugging you and trying to scam you left and right. And so I naturally yeah. have my guard up like, what the fuck? Like, no, no, ignore, ignore. You know, it's like, I don't want to be bothered by anybody or anything yeah. and I don't want to hear your story. I don't want to listen to the new hip hop CD you have. Like I don't I don't want to deal with any of that shit. I want to be left alone. <laughs> it's just so funny that you and I had, had such vastly different experiences being in this city. Like Yeah. Like it's when I know you it was you had fun to a point, but like it when you talk about it, it does sound Harrowing. It sounds like it was like all in all was a bad experience. I don't living regret in living in the city, but yeah. I'm not a city person. I never thought I was. I just yeah. went there because I went to grad school there and then we fucking stayed there for 13 years. Sure. Yeah. 
neither one jill and i are not city people at all it's just yeah. not who we are i don't i didn't take advantage of like everything the city had to offer if there was like a neighborhood festival i was like fuck that means there's gonna be a bunch of people in my goddamn neighborhood you know like i lived right across the street from grant park i'm like oh great it's Lollapalooza. Hooray for the madness that will be everyone. Oh, there's great. There's a Bears game today. Hooray. A bunch of it's St. Patrick's Day. A bunch of drunk zombies are going to be wandering around the city. And so, like, I it, it wasn't my jam. I didn't participate yeah. in a lot of that stuff. And I dealt with just a lot of situations, especially working in the hotel. There was a lot of homeless people that went through yeah. that were trying to scam people. And I really feel I like dealt, that hotel was the key to like to it wasn't was the great. key to souring you. It wasn't like, great. I really, yeah. Every fucking weirdo in the book came through that hotel. Oh, for like, sure. I had a I had a guy stop by the front desk, some old guy. It was like, can I speak to your maintenance guy? I'm like, uh, sure, yeah. What room are you staying in? He's like, oh, I'm not staying here. I'm like, okay. Um, what seems to be the problem? He's like, I just need to talk to your maintenance guy. I'm like, well, before I, he might be working on something. So before I call him off of something, what? What can I do for you? He goes, I just need to show him something. I'm like, okay. I radio the maintenance guy. He comes. He's like, yeah. The guy's like, I need to show you something. There was like a scratch on the window. And this guy was like telling the maintenance guy how to fix it. He came back and the maintenance guy just kind of rolled his eyes. and go, what the heck? He goes, this asshole's trying to tell me how to fix this scratch on the window. And he was like waiting for me to do it in front of him. And I was like, what the fuck? That's the you, weirdest man. What do you do? Why do you want to come in here and be like, I know how to fix this problem? It's like, it's not a problem. Also, I, what a waste of that guy's time. Like, he had nothing better to do than just wait around for a maintenance guy to get radio down so he could school him. I got, I also got a call one time. It was like early on when I started working there. It was like, yeah, yeah hi. Um, I'm not staying at your hotel, but I see there's some kids out in front of your hotel right now and they're shooting dice and smoking marijuana. You should do something about it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I hung up the phone and I was like, do, 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 do. I run out. Roosevelt University is next door, which is a lot of black people go there. And there was just four black kids sitting on one of the planners just existing. So they, they weren't were, doing anything. This they were guy just was 100% racial profiling. Yeah, 100%. Just existing. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he's just like, they're shooting dice and smoking marijuana. I was like, oh my gosh, who would have thought? And it was obvious. It was Alert totally a white guy. Totally a white guy on the phone. Yeah. I go out there. I run out there. And I'm just like, there's nothing going on out here. It's just kids. Jesus they're just existing. Christ. You know, it's just, I, there was a pimp that came through. Like with a pimp hat on, it was like, I want to see your pool. And I'm like, no, yep. he's like, I want to see if I want to stay here. I'm like, no, you can't come in here, sir. Absolutely not. Like, what are you doing? You don't just get to come in here and demand to see our pool. Get the fuck out of here. Like, it's just, I'm going to yeah. bring you lots of business. Don't want Pass. it. Um, Pass. You know, it was just, yeah. yeah. So I think all of those experiences put together yeah. make me very hesitant to just walk up to a stranger sure. and be like, hi, I hope you're having a good day. <laughs> Well, I do think that there's there's an element to just society nowadays. Just just everything that we've gone through over the last, um, let's call it eight years. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with all the divides that have happened uh, and gotten stronger and wider, I just think that a lot of people are are a lot of people are soured on a lot of things. I think there's a lot of distrust. There's a lot of um, uh, what's the word? Um, your side, my side, 
Um, yeah. What's the uh, is a word for that? Um, tri- like uh, tribalism, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, like it's a lot of like I'm from this tribe, you're from this tribe, and we're not gonna, you know, we don't get along. And I just think a lot of people have have lost that sense of humanity. I do think, however, that a lot of people are trying to recapture it. Like uh, articles like this show me that I think I think more people than not want stuff like this to happen more often. I think a lot of people like yourself are afraid to take the first step. And so everyone just holds back because everyone everyone just thinks that nah, we're not in a friendly world anymore. I think it, we're the, in a friendlier world than we are than we think we are. There's definitely a resistance uh, in that regard because I also I am a large man and I am also I do not take that for granted in a sense of like if I approach someone they may automatically be like, why the fuck is this guy approaching me? There's a there's a stigma that comes with your approach. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, like there's a there's a great story here I like where it says, uh, this person said, From sixth to ninth grade, my mental health wasn't the best. We'd recently yeah. moved after my parents' divorce. I was bullied and depressed. There were days where a simple good morning from a stranger on my way to school was the high point of my day and the only interaction that actually felt caring. It right. saved my life and is why I go out of my way to say good morning or pay a compliment to a random strangers I meet. I would love to do that. There's another story where an older woman, she saw a young man and said, hey, I was like, just about to say yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like that shirt, your suit, most beautiful suit you're wearing. The fabric is beautiful and it looks perfectly tailored. Like what a nice thing. Yeah. To say to somebody, I would feel absolutely terrified. Right. To say that to somebody. Well, and she goes on to say, I'm 75. I think if I were a younger woman, I would have been worried that he would think that I was flirting, but my yeah. age gave me the freedom to say what it came to mind and to mm-hmm. make the momentary connection with the individual. Yeah. And that, but yeah, like you, if, if you or I were to say that that comes with that's, there's a whole preloaded set of like, what do you, what's, what's behind this? And let me be clear. I'm not attempting to be the former president of the Spanish Federation of Soccer, where I'm just going to come up and kiss someone on the lips and be like, <laughs> what a pull. You look great today. You know, like, yeah. Like it's the 19 fucking fifties, um, right. you know, but just, I, I am very like, I see, you know, on my walk, I see kids. I do not make eye contact with kids. On my I'm walk. the same, man. I'm, I'm so like, worried about. Yeah. Cause I, I like, sometimes I've been like, hi. And they almost are like, Oh, and I'm like, I didn't, right. I just walk in. I'm sorry. I just want to, I don't want to be rude, but yeah. I also am like, I don't want to, I'm sorry. You know, like I just get really, yeah. but at the same time in like, a customer service situation i'm super pleasant like i because i rely on you know i know what i've been through and with like today i took my car in to get worked on and i was like this guy had called me to tell me what was what was was up with it i called i couldn't get a hold of him so i just called the general line i got a different agent i was like yeah i'm trying to reach ken he's like ah ken's uh ken's right over there i'm like oh great say hi to him for me you know and he goes you know what I'm going to transfer you over there. You can say hi to him yourself. I'm like, that works too. You know, I, I have a way, I, I'm very confident in my comedic ability to just like sure. connect with people. And, um, you know, I go to pick up my car today. They're like, oh yeah, you got to go to the cashier. I go to the cashier. He's like, we don't have your paperwork. I'm sorry. You got to go back to those guys. I go back and I'm like, hey, uh, looking for my paperwork. It's like, Ken's holding him hostage. And I was like, hey, Ken. He's like, oh, I didn't run this up. I'm like, we can do it together. You know, like just being silly. Yeah. Being, being in, in the cashier was so nice. Like when we were done, she was so pleasant. And I was like, I fed off of that. And I was like, hey, I got it. I got the stuff. We did it together. Teamwork. Yeah. You know, it's just like I'm more than happy to be pleasant because I also know in most of those situations, people are not pleasant, especially if it's a place that people don't want to be. You know, 100%. I, I want to try and be 
kind. I want to be extra helpful. I want to be extra cheerful and just be like, you, I'm not in your, I'm not, your, I'm not going to be your problem. You know? Right. Are you the person like when you go out to eat, are you like almost <laughs> overly to a point where you're like, I don't want to sound fake, overly nice to waiters and waitresses? I'm very kind to them. Although like, I, I also give what they give. Okay. If, if, Jill is very much in the same, like I will start kind, but if you give me bad attitude, I will meet, I will meet that. I will okay. meet you where you are because okay. I'm not going to give you a reason to be a dick to me. Got so it. if you are a dick to me, then I'm not going to be super rude, but I'm like, oh, if you're going to be short with me, I'm going to be short with you. Like that's right. how this is going to go. So you get Real what you Real cheese set of fries done. Yeah. yeah. There's no, See you there's later. no small talk. Adios. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, then we don't, we don't have to do this. So like, I just try to be, and so I, I see stuff like this, about, like these stories of like trying to be kind to other humans. And, um, I want to do that more. I want to, tr- I want to break out of my comfort zone. I've been really good with that in my neighborhood because I'm like, I live here. These are my neighbors. Right. When I go on walks, I go out of my way to say hi to people, especially because I see them like every day. Yeah. And I just want to be like, hey, how's it going? You know, people recognize me. Oh, this is like sometimes I walk by some people and I didn't bring Loki. They're like, hey, you didn't bring your dog today. I'm like, yeah, giving her a break. You know, it's just like you start to build these weird relationships with people that you don't really know, but you kind of know, like you recognize them and you you recognize people by their dogs and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. And, And, you know. Uh, I feel like a part of a community here, so I think it's really important to be kind and and most of the people around here do reciprocate it. But I want to try and be more like that, where you know, just hearing things like I've had strangers' interactions that have made my day, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. to this day I remember. And I'm gonna tell one quick story. I'm talk. I feel like I've all I done is talk today. I feel like I'm Burt Kreischer <laughs> and you're Tom Segura, and all I do is just talk, talk, talk. I got a lot to say today. Um, Jill and I were coming back from a from a trip. Uh, we were at Midway, and we uh, had to take a shuttle to uh, get back to our car, uh, or it was either to the airport. Or it doesn't matter. But we were we had to get on the shuttle, and the guy opened up the doors. I go, hey, we're trying to get to uh, this place, and he just goes, "Come with me." <laughs> I was like, "What?" I go, "Yeah, we're going to." He goes, "I know." Come with me. He was very dramatic. And I was like, all right. And we got in there and he's, he was the coolest guy that was just having a blast. And he did the yeah. same thing as people come. They're like, hi, I'm trying to get to come with me. <laughs> just, and I love that. he talked our ear off. He was so funny. Yeah. So fun. And for <laughs> the, I mean, you're driving a goddamn shuttle around a fucking airport. Like, talk yeah. about you gotta make awful, you gotta make do, <laughs> right? And that guy was like, just living it up. And I, t- I that was years ago, and I still remember that guy. I will say that to Jill sometimes, and she will react and just like, "Come with me." That guy had such an impact on me, just with him being silly, being fun for yeah. a, one of the most mundane. The job where probably you're just like, open the door, you're just like, get the fuck in here. Right now, get the fuck out. You know, like just <laughs> I drive the thing. You you go and just whatever. Get out of here. You know, but that guy just he made it. He made something, and that sticks out to me to this day. That just I'm like, we can be that way to each other. We can assume good intentions. Yes, and we can try just the smallest things go a long way. And I want to challenge myself to do that. And I want to challenge you, the listener and the viewer, and let us know in the comments. Like, are you like this? Do you struggle 
Because I know some people are amazing. They'll strike up a conversation with a stranger with no problem. But are you like me? Are you able to do that? And if so, like what? Do you have a cool story about interacting with a stranger that went well? We all have bad yeah. ones. But what's a good one that you had that like made your day? Yeah. Tell us, let us know I, in the comments. I got one. It was years ago when I was at Blackout College down in the Quad Cities. And I was walking the mall for, for whatever reason. And this older gentleman... I, I think he, I don't know what he, I don't know how the conversation sparked, but he said something. I said something back. We ended up sitting down at a table just outside the food court and having about like an hour long conversation. And we just chatted about everything. He asked me about what I was going to college for. And, you know, oh, you, you know, from suburb of Chicago and you're here, what are you going to do after this? So you're moving back to Chicago. And I asked him and he was a retired priest from the area and this, that, and the other thing. And I don't, I don't remember all the details from it, but I definitely remember after we were done with the conversation, getting up and parting ways. And that was that. I'm like, I will never see this guy in my life again. But what a cool interaction. Like our lives crossed crossed for just a moment in time. We had a connection and now it's done. And I was like, that's just, it's an odd, special, weird, cool little memory that I'll hold on to, you know? That's super and cool. It, and it just, that those kind of things can, I don't know. And I feel like the older I get, the more that I look for those, because like if I, I, I really enjoy having conversations with, uh, with my seniors and I hope that when, because there's just some stories, they've seen shit, man, they've been through stuff. They have grown up in the most fascinating of times. Uh, and I hope that when I get to be that age, that I have some young people who want to hear stories and, and talk with me. And I'm, Curious to hear their points of view. Like, I, I really hope that can it continues and then at some point switches and I become the person who is, you know, the one that's like, sit, sit, talk, you know. Stay a while and Stay listen. Stay a while. I'm so lonely. <laughs> well, also, I say there's nothing like meeting that new person and finding that connection. There's sure. it's it's there's there is some there's a very special feeling when that yeah. happens. You're like. I like this person. They feel like we have a great flow and like there's something very special about that. So yeah. to make those I think is is something to really hold on to and to really treasure. So yeah. yeah. I I fully agree. That's uh that's sage practical advice, Doug. Mhm. Mm God damn this mother are you see mother You got the questions, we got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. Practical, 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 uh. practical, 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 Machines! I'm having trouble with machines tonight. <laughs> so, <clears throat> if you've never been here for Ask Practical Doug before, it's a segment we do quite often in the show because we love it. Practical Doug is a small dog that lives inside of Big Dog and helps guide Big Dogs through all of life's quandaries, its quagmires, and its questions. If you want to ask Practical Doug a question, you can. Social media, at MindGapPodcast, hashtag AskPracticalDoug, or you can join our Discord. And guess what? On that Discord, there's a special channel dedicated to ask practical Doug questions. You can go on there, and if you're lucky enough, we might pull it and ask Practical Doug on the show. You might get your question on the show. That's all I'm saying. Oh, if yeah. you're lucky enough, if it's good enough. But today, we're going back to the Am I the Asshole well, because this is just 
fantastic. I love this subreddit. So this is uh, Kooky Landscape 1320. Doug mm. wants to ask like a question. Am I the asshole for waking my son up at 2 a.m. to do the dishes? Let me get some context on this. Let's do this. My son, Jack, unnecessary for the name, 15. <laughs> my son, Jack, 15, is a late night eater. He will go into the kitchen around midnight, make some food, and leave the kitchen a mess. It's a problem. We thought we got him to clean up by... It's a problem. We thought we got him to clean up by now. All right. I'm already not digging this parent. It's all... Uh, it's They don't give their name, but they give the son's name. This is like putting We don't know that's their son's real name. We don't, you don't know that. I mean, look, they're just asking for him to be doxxed. All right? Uh, right. Yeah. It's awful to wake up and the kitchen is a mess. I hate it. He has plenty of quick food but wants a hot meal so he is making spaghetti at midnight i don't get it i went out for a work function and when i came back at 2 a.m the kitchen was a mess he won't clean up after himself so i woke him up and i had him clean the kitchen and do the dishes he came back from school and we got into an argument about him being tired and how i can do the dishes if it bothers me my husband thinks i'm a jerk also and i don't know at this point is it serious is it seriously that hard to clean up after yourself? Kooky Landscape 1320, I, I don't like your writing style. I'm going to start there. <laughs> Doug, is Kooky Landscape 1320 the asshole? Um, I'm going to say no. Uh, as, as, a, as a parent okay. um, of a seven-year-old, not quite a 15-year-old, I have questions here. Um. She casually just says, oh, my son's a late night eater and he makes spaghetti at midnight. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> right. That's hard. A, stop. That was my hard first stop. question. Yes. Oh, we thought we, we we had him clean this up. What are you talking about? He's 15. Um, He can't drive yet. What's he doing at midnight on a school night? Apparently fucking making spaghetti. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going on there? All right. So that is just a high giant question. We'll never get the answer to. But let's start with that. Um, that's also a terrible habit unless he's working third shift or some shit, which I don't think he is. At, although I don't know child labor law is a little loosey goosey these days, depending on where you live. But still like, OK, strange. All right. Right. But that being said, um, let's just say this was breakfast or lunch or dinner. If someone is going to make a meal. And then not clean up after themselves, you're a fucking prick. Um, I pull Nally away from stuff, fun stuff that she's doing. I'm like, hey, you left a mess over here. I need you to clean this up because she needs to learn to clean up after herself. If I come home at two in the morning and there's a fucking mess everywhere, and I know Natalie did that, you bet your ass I'm gonna wake her wake her up and be like, hey, you need to learn. We yeah. talked about this. You're cleaning this now. And the whole, oh, if you're so worried about it, you can do it. Uh, get fucked. <laughs> get fucked. With what I do in my household, I cook and clean when I'm done. Yeah. So if my kid, if Natalie's ever like, nah, if it bothers you, can clean it. I'm like, you can eat on your own. Right. You can buy your own groceries. You're going to do a shitload of chores. I'll tell you that much. If you don't appreciate this sort of shit. And sure. also, don't fucking make food at midnight. Spaghetti at midnight? That, what are we? That, that was my first thing. I'm just like, are you? So first, is this kid not eating dinner? Is he that hungry that he's making a full? He, he's he got quick food, but he wants a hot meal. Why? At midnight. 
He should have had dinner. He should be fine. I don't understand this. Look, there's a thyroid problem here and you need to get him to a doctor immediately. Or it's like, is he waking up or is he just staying up that late? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. Are you, I don't know that I've ever woken up. I'm like, I need spaghetti and meatballs now. <laughs> it's like that scene from the league where like the drug dealer comes over and they buy stuff from the suburbs and the guy's like, so no treats, no snacks. He's like, she wanted to make lasagna. He's like, lasagna at eight o'clock at night. What's wrong with you? Do better. You know, it's just like, imagine he's like, I need some lasagna. You know, right. just, is the so kid high? Yeah. Like, what's right. going on here? Like, I made a cobbler. Happening? You know, I, made, I fucking made a cobbler. I made my own homemade ice cream. You know, just, okay. Also, um, the the amount of sound that he's got to be making. If he's banging pots and pans. I would be furious. Full, what the fuck is furious. going on in this house? If I woke up and smelled marinara and I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> What is going on here? I need a hot meal. It's like, it's fucking midnight. <laughs> Go to bed, Go to you know? So no, I don't think she's the asshole for waking her son up to do the dishes because I'd yeah. be like, guess what? If you did the dishes after you were done eating, I wouldn't have had to wake you up. So I'm sorry you're tired. How about you fucking eat before midnight and clean up after yourself and I won't have to wake you up. You How fucking gremlin. God. Yeah. Yeah. Not the asshole. It. No, oh, dude, this fucking. That's good I got enough. you. I got you. Enough. I quit. I quit today. I'm gonna go drink. Ah, uh, just tell you what, man. Just give yourself about three hours, and then go make yourself some spaghetti. All right. You know what I need, Doug? Right now, I need some fucking carbonara. I need some fucking carbonara. I need some cacio pepe. Get me through the night. You know. Give me some braised short ribs. I gotta go. And now we're talking. All right, Justin, what do you recommend this week besides, oh, you know, Spaghetti fuck. at Midnight, which is going to be your next album title, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> did I do, uh, did I do this did. one last week? You're on I the did. next okay. one. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, cool. So I'm going to, uh, I haven't finished it yet, but I am in season four, which is the last season, episode, I think, three or four. So I'm very close to f- uh, going across the finish line on this one. Succession on HBO. Uh, four episodes, I think 10-ish, uh, 8, 9, 10 episodes a season. Uh, easy enough. They're hour-long episodes, but easy enough to get through. Not a huge lift. Um, you know, won a ton of awards, and it was just a darling at all the uh, at the Emmys. I was always curious. I'm like, why? What, what's the big, you know, to-do about this? I enjoy it. Um, at first, <laughs> I'll say this. Every season... It does feel like it's just this yo-yo game of like, who who's tr- who's gonna take over the company? And I'm like, all right, so now it's you know Brian Cox's character, and now it's uh, Jeremy Strong's character. Oh, Brian Cox has the upper hand again. Nope, Jeremy Strong fucked him over. Nope, Brian Cox. And I was like, this is I don't this is a little uh, redundant. And then I stopped. I'm like, well, it's called Succession, so the entire thing is predicated on who will take over the company. So. Once you once you remind yourself the name of the show, it's actually a pretty fucking fun show. Nice. Uh, I'll say this: the thing that I really enjoy about it, uh, if you've ever watched Billions um, a, a, on Showtime, it's uh, uh, um, Damian uh, Lewis and uh, Paul Giamatti. It's it's fantastic show. Uh, Corey Stoll comes in uh, later seasons. Really, really good show. Um, the problem I have with it is that no one. Hard stop 
is that clever with what they say at all times in mm. every interaction. They're pulling random movie references and they're talking real quick. And every time someone is done speaking before they even finish, the next person has the retort. And it's it's fun to watch because there's a rhythm to it. But I'm like, this is very much no one in on earth exists like this. These people fumble over their words. They constantly make mistakes and misspeak and just because they're billionaires does not make them smarter than anyone else. And it's portrayed, it's so uncomfortable at times. And I'm like, actually, this is great because this feels real. It feels yeah. like I'm watching real idiots trying to fucking one-up each other. And it's fantastic. So I would say uh, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this show. I would definitely recommend Succession on HBO. Oh, excuse me, on Max. On Max. Doug, Ta-da. what do you got? Uh, I'm late to this one, uh, but the movie Arrival. Uh, directed yes. by Dennis Villeneuve. Um, Villeneuve. Uh, great movie. Um, yes. For whatever reason, just didn't see it in theaters. Um, Missed it, just, huh? I, I think it came out in 2016. So during, I think the last movie I saw in 2016 was Deadpool because then Natalie was born and then it was basically like, good luck. Go to oh, movies. Yeah, sure. Um, heard it was great. Loved the, the premise for it. And then just for whatever reason, skipped just didn't didn't have it and then uh had some of Natalie's friends over and uh some of her friends dads were talking about the movie I'm like that's I've seen that that's on Netflix I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna get I'm gonna get it I'm gonna do it and I just yeah. I turned it on and I was like this is a good fucking movie it's they weren't solid lying fucking flick yeah solid movie about aliens a good one it was really really well done I absolutely loved it it was so so good I was like man Be- it made me beautifully feel. shot too of course because Dennis Villeneuve you know the guy who does Dune I'm sure that's how he likes it pronounced um it's flawless yeah he does the the Dune films the new Dune films so he's very good on like yeah. you know how things how things look and are portrayed it was very interesting. Uh, film a nice twist in it too i was like oh, well done okay 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 um also i think a relatively realistic way of <laughs> how humans would approach aliens arriving <laughs> yeah i fully agree and i also do love the fact that you know again the good majority of it is them trying to figure out like how do we because commun- all of that mm. would be like okay like this is where do we how do we go from here <laughs> you right. know yeah. How does this work? How do we yeah. how do we figure this out? So fascinating, very yeah. cool film. If you haven't checked it out, it is streaming on Netflix now. I definitely recommend it. So Woo! get to it. Uh, gang, thanks so much for hanging out with us this week. Once again, we appreciate you. We love you. Uh, we'd love you more if you'd hit that like and subscribe button on youtube.com slash podcast where you can watch our episodes. They drop every Friday. Audio versions are every Monday. Um, come check that out. Um, Leave us a comment. That'd be great. Be great for the algorithm for engagement. Uh, Tell us, you know, have you ever pooped your pants? You know, think about that for a second. You know, do you like Monopoly? What's your favorite board game? Let us know. Tell us in the comments. What's your replacement for Monopoly? We'd love to know about that. Um, Yeah, share us around. That'd mean a lot to us as well. Um, And uh, follow us on all social media at MindGap Podcast. Except, uh, big announcement, I deactivated our account on Twitter. I won't call it the other name. I did. I was like, I'm not, after this, I've just like been delaying the inevitable but when uh elon musk blamed the the failure of the site on jews i'm like we're done here i don't think well, uh, i think i missed that yeah it was great uh yeah great. He blamed I'll it on have to look it up. i'm like yeah i don't think i'm coming back to the site ever so don't find us on twitter we're not there but uh yeah well most other places you'll find us at my get podcast justin where can people find you well not on twitter uh mm-hmm. you can find me on uh instagram at justin underscore michael spelled m-i-k-e-l it's the fun way of spelling it and while you're in the online realm any place where you listen to podcasts you can find us so go ahead and find us there 
rate, subscribe, review, share all the things that we ask you to do all the time. And then 2EastEighth.com, 2EastEighth on all social media, and uh, loveandimprovfilm.com, loveandimprovfilm on Instagram. Hoorah! With that, I will say, uh, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. To our listeners and our viewers, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.